Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. You have just diagnosed a left acute otitis media in four-year-old Ella and are prescribing high-dose amoxicillin. Her mom notes that the last time she was on antibiotics, she developed diarrhea, and she wants to know what she can do about it. Should she take a probiotic to prevent antibiotic-associated diarrhea? Hi, this is Frank Domino. Joining me this morning is Dr. Robert Baldor, professor and founding chair from the Department of Family Medicine at the UMass Chan Medical School Bay State, located in Springfield, Massachusetts. I love probiotics, Bob. I'm so glad you decided to bring this up today. Thanks, Frank. It's been an interesting topic trying to tease out the literature on this. Sure. Well, you know, we are always trying to limit antibiotic use. The guidelines around antibiotic use are are coming out and parents more than ever seem to have um, strong interests in when their child sniffles, getting them on something. So can you talk about the common adverse effects of antibiotics and where the benefits lie? Yeah. So this was study here was really looking at antibiotic-associated diarrhea, and that's the main concern is GI effects for most of these. And of course, we also have worry about allergy and rashes. But so this was a randomized uh, controlled trial that was done looking at probiotics in the prevention of the antibiotic-associated diarrhea. And it was, uh, they followed pediatric patients from February 2018 to May 2021. And it was in clinical uh, inpatient outpatient wards at three Dutch and two Polish children's hospital. And they recruited participants within 24 hours of starting a broad spectrum antibiotic. They ended up approaching 646 patients and 350 of these children aged three months to 18 years, mean age, by the way, of four, took part in the trial. And these were 192 boys, 158 girls. They were randomized and 313 were included in an intention to treat analysis with 155 receiving the probiotic and 158 in the placebo group. Now, the primary outcome was antibiotic-associated diarrhea defined as having three or more loose watery stools per day caused by either C. difficile or otherwise unexplained etiology after testing for some common pathogens, and that being things like rotavirus and uh, salmonella. The secondary uh, outcome included a, a diarrhea regardless of the etiology. So if it wasn't from one of those agents, it wasn't necessarily saying it was antibiotic associated, but any diarrhea, how long the diarrhea was, and whether they needed IV rehydration secondary to the diarrhea. So they're covering all the bases here. Um, interesting trial. What did they use in the way of a probiotic? Yeah. So the way this trial underwent, by the way, the the parents were instructed to administer two sackets of the probiotic or the placebo twice day orally to their children uh, for the duration of the antibiotic treatment and for seven days after, up to a maximum of 17 days. And they had to start within 24 hours of the first antibiotic. But they used a specific um, multi-species probiotic. This actually contained eight different uh, strains. They include strains of the bifidobacterium, lactobacillus, acidophilus, 
and lactocaseus bacillus. And so there was a total of 5 billion CFUs uh, per second. Okay. Nice job saying those words. What did they find? Well, they've, as you would expect, that 83 of the children <laughs> developed diarrhea. However, six in the probiotic group and 11 in the placebo group did not provide a stool sample for testing. Of the 66 who did, I found this fascinating. 10 tested positive for rotavirus, three for norovirus, one for adenovirus, and one for salmonella. So these were not considered antibiotic-associated uh, diarrhea cases for the primary outcome is because they had these specific uh, related causes that were there. So turns out in the intention to treat analysis, the antibiotic-associated diarrhea incidence was the same, was comparable between the probiotic and the placebo group. However, patients in the probiotic group had a significantly lower risk of developing diarrhea than those in the placebo group when you, regardless of etiology, when you just looked at diarrhea as an outcome rather than their stringent definition of antibiotic-associated diarrhea, there were 33 in the probiotic group and 50 in the placebo group. They also looked, as you recall, I talked about IV rehydration. None in the probiotic group required IV rehydration. Five in the placebo group uh, did. All of these uh, five children, by the way, had rotavirus infection. There is actually some evidence in the literature out there that probiotics can prevent, have a preventive effect on rotavirus infection, although the authors cautioned uh, from their study, they weren't specifically looking at that. It was just a secondary uh, finding that, that they had. As they did the logistic regression, those that actually had uh, antibiotic-associated diarrhea tended to be younger. But for any diarrhea, that was associated with being on the placebo, being younger, or using amoxicillin clavulonic. So that was the particular antibiotic that was causing the problem. No surprise there, right? We've seen GI effects for a long time. So by the way, I was unable to find in their data what they meant by younger age. I, I kind of teased through that. But the median age of the study was about 30 months. So I assume what they're saying is that children less than 30 months were more likely to be the ones that were uh, developing the diarrhea. Okay, so really interesting. The probiotic lowered the risk of all-cause diarrhea, but it seemed like its most effect was associated with preventing rotavirus. Were there any adverse effects to the probiotics? So really not any specific adverse effects, but an equal number of children discontinued taking that packet of uh, sacket of stuff, whether they were in the placebo or the treated group. And so as you can imagine here, we're talking about the average age of 30 months, right? So we're talking about the two-year-olds, 14 children just refused the product. Another 18 just refused to take the placebo. So they had a little trouble getting this into the children. There were a small handful that vomited, uh, four though in the treatment group, only one in the placebo group. No other real issues were, uh, were reported. Okay. So what were the results? What, what did the authors conclude? So they noted that the, while the probiotic had no effect on the risk of antibiotic-associated diarrhea compared with placebo, however, children in the probiotic group had a lower risk of diarrhea regardless of the etiology, and no difference was observed between the groups for most of the secondary outcome, including the adverse events. Mm -hmm. Did they have an overall recommendation? Yeah. So what, what they recommended was that while the multi-species probiotic did not reduce the risk of antibiotic-associated diarrhea in children, when analyzed according to the most stringent definition, it did reduce the overall 
risk of diarrhea during and for seven days after antibiotic treatment. They concluded that the use of the studied probiotic formulation may be considered for diarrhea prevention during antibiotic treatment in children. So that's a very specific recommendation. Are you concerned about that? Well, I mean, I always look for conflict of interest uh, as part of it. And they did disclose that the study was funded by the probiotic manufacturer, which was out of the Netherlands. And and, uh, some of the authors did report relationship with the manufacturer. I'm shocked. Oh, well, you know, Bob, uh, despite the potential for bias there, I do see in an adult population that there's some data that shows probiotics do prevent certain viral illnesses. What do we know about other data uh, and probiotics for the prevention of antibiotic-associated diarrhea? Yeah, so this is really interesting because the authors commented on this a little bit. It's, it's what are you using your definition? If you're using antibiotic-associated diarrhea as the outcome, and you're narrowly defining that as saying we're looking for C. diff or other diarrhea with no known causes versus just diarrhea. And the evidence on diarrhea seems pretty good. And this study that was done, actually, it was published in, uh, in JAMA here last year. They looked at adults. And they actually found a protective effect, but they found it mostly with lactobacillus and bifidobacteria species. By the way, those were included in this current studies, and they found it effective. So, um, you know, they also found that studies that people were at lower baseline risk were less likely to benefit. So my takeaway on all this, there appears to be a protective effect. So I do suggest taking a probiotic supplements. I suggest getting ones that contain lactobacillus and bifidobacteria species while taking antibiotic, particularly if you're taking amoxicillin clavulanate and thinking about this in the younger children as well, because it uh, likely will decrease the risk of developing secondary diarrhea. I'm on the same page with you, Bob. This is a great paper. Thanks for drilling down so well with it. Practice pointer. Taking a probiotic supplement, particularly those that contain lactobacillus and bifidobacteria species, while taking an antibiotic, like those that contain amoxicillin clavulani will likely decrease the risk of developing antibiotic-associated diarrhea. Join us next time when we talk about management of respiratory infections in children and the lack of benefit of antibiotics. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.